sick and my my right hand well no my left hand was feeling kind of numb um so i laid down and i don't know what time i actually laid down but um i fell asleep and i woke up at like three something so i stayed up watching watching a little bit of tv and i think i went i think i laid back down at about six then I got a call from 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 Pooh Bear, uh-huh. and and she was she was scared. One of her neighbors' uh, house uh, caught fire, had oh. a kitchen had a kitchen fire, and the 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 lady came to their house. I mean, I guess she's a friend, uh, so she came to their house, and you know, Pooh Bear was scared, so she called me like as soon as I went to lay back down. So I had stayed up and I was talking to Pooh Bear. For a little bit until she felt okay, um, and I don't even know what time I, I laid back down, and then I woke up. It was like when I woke up, it was like twelve oh four, and the thought never crossed my mind that I was supposed to be here. Uh, uh, so it's it's been it sounds a, like a rough, like a really rough night though. Yeah, I'm just I'm alright. It's just I'm. I'm really just I haven't been I haven't been awake an hour yet. Mm. Are you at least feeling better? Like not feeling sick anymore? Um, I don't feel sick, but I feel groggy as hell. Like I didn't I absolutely did not have enough sleep. Yeah, that's kind of the worst. Yes. But I'm here. We got this. Ooh. Eric, how you doing? Or, sorry, Rashani, how are you doing? I'm tired. Uh, I think that's about it. I woke up at 3 a.m. I always wake up at 3 a.m. And I couldn't get back to sleep until about 7, maybe, I think. That sounds like the same thing. Yeah. It's just one of those things, you know, start thinking about stuff. It's not even thinking about stuff. I ain't even going front. I just, I don't know what it is. I wish I did so I could take care of it. It's just I wake up. Doesn't matter what time you go to sleep, I wake up at 3 or 2.30. That, that, that used to happen to me a lot when 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 I was still in my feelings. Um, 
I used to wake up almost consistently at 3.30. Well, as you know, I'm always in my feelings, so that makes sense. I mean, you woke up wondering if Kiki loves you? No. Uh, I don't. I didn't wake up thinking anything. That's the messed up part. <laughs> I know. I know. It's just I. I don't have the horn hooked up yet. Um. But I just can't sleep well sometimes. And then when I can't sleep, uh, honestly, honestly, the only thing that helps me go back to sleep is masturbation. Not to be that nigga, but y'all should try weed. It's fantastic. I have no issue sleeping ever, mainly because I smoke and I go to sleep. Well, it's not a thing here. Yeah, as I know in your case, it, it kind of sucks. It, it is literally one of the biggest reasons why like I am consistently able to go to sleep, like have a full restful night and then get up in the morning uh, without waking up mid, excuse me, midnight or not at midnight, but in the wee hours of the morning, I don't have to worry about waking up mainly because of that. I live in a place where they are at war over marijuana, where uh, state Some government people. is saying it's it's legal. You know, states government's like, go ahead, take a puff, and every job out there is like, we fucking dare you. Yeah, a lot of places like that. Yeah, so I can't. I'm scared. I haven't been drug tested at my job since I got my job, which was 11 years ago. Longest I've ever had a job, honestly, but 11 years ago. And yet I'm still always paranoid that somebody's going to be like, hey, that black guy in there, the accountant, he smells like weed. But they've never drug tested me at my job. Like, even when I came in to get it, they didn't drug test me. Uh, they were like, ha, we just want to see if you was going to show up, black man. Show up on time. Show up on time. Honestly, I'm not sure why they didn't, other than just... <laughs> this is Seattle. We feel like uh, any drug test we do is going to find something, I suppose. It might be like... Um, I just saw a show, and I thought about how often this happens. Like, how much of a, a trope this is now. or a, Yeah, a trope. Where... Somebody has some sort of impending doom on them, upon them. Like somebody's going to find something out or somebody's about to get murdered or somebody's about to get asked the question that they have to be honest about that's going to get them just caught. And then as soon as that other person who's about to levy this uh, impending doom upon them makes their starting move which is always in slow motion like they turn to the person like they're about to say something and the phone rings or an alarm goes off or someone else walks into the room just in time and it's like oh 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 this happened okay we gotta go we gotta go let's go we're on it yeah that's like a really big tv trope they love that one right like the last second save like it's like I'm about to go talk to Billy about what he did last night with my father. I'm really going to give it to him. Okay, what are you sure you should? Yeah, I'm doing it right now, man. And there's like, it starts, dun, dun, dun. And then I was in fire alarm. Oh, wait, no, we got to go outside for the fire alarm. But after we come back. I'm going to give it to him. Really going to let Billy know about what he did to my father last night. And then as they go outside to the fire alarm, 
they find out that Billy really yeah. didn't do it to the father because there's somebody else outside who happens twin to brother. Church saying, I did it to your father. Got a twin brother named Willie. Right? Always. <laughs> Always. Like, wait. Where'd this last second maneuver come in? Yeah. Billy, I got to talk to you. Oh, just a second. I was just texting my twin. What? You have a twin? Yeah. Oh, and then the music gets all serious. Gah, gah, gah. My oh, twin no. never liked your father. I never understood why, because your father and I were best friends. Remember that night that this and this happened? Yes. That was and explain really- to me why I saw your twin fucking my dad last night. Oh, no, no, that was me. Oh, I told you I love your father. Like, yeah, get get into the get into the new age. Like, your father and I are in a loving relationship, but he's married. That's why he. That's why Willie beat him up because Willie is very much an advocate for the sanctity of marriage, whether it's between man and woman, man and man, woman and woman. He doesn't care. He just wants you to be where you're at. He's I, like, I, I want you to. I think Willie is an army of married. Willie sounds like an army of one. I don't think anyone is. No one is down for the sanctity of marriage. Willie no is one. like Willie is like that dude that you think is an asshole, and then you find out he's a good guy. But then you find out he's an asshole good guy. Like, wait, so you're beating up everybody who cheats? But I sell drugs in the community, Black Dynamite. Seriously, like no one really cares. I don't think anyone truly cares about. Like the legitimate, like no one is standing up to be like, "Hey, we should stop all the cheating." Like no one gives a fuck about that, right? I, right. I, I sell drugs in the community, Black Dynamite, but that's because Wait. my parents went through like a lot, and so it's like a <coughs> point for me. Wait, like, are you saying that like she... like mom saw pops drive or mom saw another woman driving pops car when she was uh, coming home from work one day? That sort of thing. Like right. those That's... black, like those black urban fiction type novels, <laughs> where you find out like in the worst way that somebody ain't being faithful, like like, like restaurant in the rain type shit. Like that's what I'm saying. Like who's standing up for fidelity? Like who's like, yo, we're pro fidelity. Like there's a pro, there's a pro life group, there's a pro choice group, there's evangelicals, there's like all these like interest groups. Where's the pro fidelity group? It's Willie. That's it's all just we really. Need. That's what he's a, he's a man. He's a one man army. He's like Blade for Fidelity. <laughs> <laughs> it's just him. And he's actually sponsored by Fidelity because when he gets done with your significant other, they're gonna need insurance. <clears throat> it's just it's just him and an old dude named Whistler just tracking down cheaters and I guess what Tate Jones and him like office style just knocking them out and being like, "Yo, cheating's not cool," and then walking off. Well, it can't be Whistler. Whistler's already been used, but we can use Hummer. Like, have you seen? Have you seen no, all of these no, movies no, that no, come no, out no. right around a big name movie, and all okay. of a sudden they just steal everything except for like the very last thing. I'll get them sued. So, like Transformers came out, and then Transmorphers came out. Yeah, like the parody movies. It's not a parody. Like, okay, but even this one, I feel like. I feel like if this was a parody, they switch it to like an old lady, uh, and then they name her Hummer, and the joke would be she gives blowjobs. My my horn still isn't set up yet. Yeah, I know it's a terrible joke, but I'm saying like it's stuff like. Uh, that, but like, that would be in one. That's of those, the type of joke that, that would be, be in, in one of those type movies. movies, like the the scary, not even scary movies. The uh the like Meet the Spartans, right? Or what, what was it? it? Was it Meet the Spartans? Like, you know what? There's a subset of people. I remember when I used to work uh, at 
well, I don't want to say where I used to work. I used to work in a warehouse for a retail store. I don't want to get sued. I used to work in a warehouse for a retail store. And, and in that warehouse, in that distribution center, I guess just to say, uh, and the people who work for that store now immediately know what I'm talking about. But in that place, um, there was a dude who like fucking loved those movies and like thought they were the funniest shits ever. Oh, I would never talk to him. Like, honestly, he has a daughter, which oh. terrifies me. Uh-huh. Like, there's no way he should have a kid. He shouldn't be allowed to procreate, but he did. And he fucking loved them. Those and it's movies. Just, those movies the are literally like, what's wrong with Johnny? He's bleeding diarrhea. How's he bleeding diarrhea? And then everybody looks at the screen and you're just like, where's the joke at? When's the joke going to happen here? How is he bleeding diarrhea? Like, how does that even work? Who thought this up? It's the lowest common denominator, honestly. Exactly. It's movies made for people who don't understand movies. Well, okay. So how do you feel then about like Airplane? Airplane was great. Or even like I love satire movies. I love parody movies. I love. See, I feel like it's gun. just. I think it's just a poor parody. I think. I, I think it's attempting to be that. It, no, it's like there's no, bad rap. No, initially they were poor parodies. Before they went to like the, um, it's not even like, that movie forty three or whatever that one was that Halle Berry was in. Oh, it's, it's just they had a string of them where they were parodies. The scary the. Uh, the Air movie franchise yeah those were good parodies but then they just went off and we're just gonna mock every single movie that came out this year with no continuity no reason no purpose no nothing and it's just like all in one movie and but like, so i'm saying like that's what i'm saying it's just it, it's still in that genre i just don't think just because it's not good doesn't mean it doesn't fit in there it's just a bad example of it, but it's, I mean, that's just like their shitty Westerns, their shitty uh, exploitation movies, just like we yeah, all but, know the good ones. But none, of that shit, ones but n- none of that shit is bad as the worst spoof ever. I, ex- I accidentally that, went that's to... Oh God. I'm, okay. I was halfway listening. Fuck you. Um, <laughs> that's not even the point. Let's go. Um, um, okay, now I, I went to the horn. Oh my I God, went to the story. I went to Come the on, movies. Bro. I Come went on. to the movies to see uh, to see something, and it was sold out. I need you to. So I decided to go to go see to go see Mafia. Mafia oh, is the oh worst thing. Well, Mafia just wasn't a good movie. It was. I mean, it was just a terrible spoof. Like it was just. I, it was. Uh-huh. Probably one of the only times I wanted to walk out of a movie that I see. Like, okay, but it goes; it still falls into a spoof or a parody movie, and I don't think just because they sh- they're shitty doesn't mean that they're not parody movies. Like Rashani was arguing that they they aren't parody movies because they're but so bad. What I'm saying is, Jay, there's like God, Gary movies with like your, with your parodies, and there's young and there's Young Frankenstein, there's Airplane, but then there's stuff like Epic Movie. Like, what what exactly is that parody? <laughs> It doesn't. No, epic movie was parroting the genre of the epic movie. Like that was when they were making fun of like the run of blockbusters, where like there was had to be like this earth changing event happening uh, in it. And, and so I get that, I get that concept, but it's it just was done poorly. Yeah, and then they came out with like the starving games. I've never been upset. Yeah, I didn't even watch that shit. I've never been <laughs> upset. 
does the does the um does the Skinamax spoofs fall into these categories? No, I, yeah, those I, are just no, great porn, porn. porn spoofs. Yeah, porn spoofs don't count because they're supposed they're to be cheesy. Bad. You just no, this you're one, there for that, one thing. Honestly, yeah. my favorites are when like the acting's actually really good and like, like I kind of want it. Walk Hard was a great parody. Yeah, it was fantastic. And see, in, oh. even in that case, it's kind of it, it hit a lot of bio uh, biopics as opposed to just like only being about like maybe Johnny Cash. Mm-hmm. So like it hit Buddy Holly, it hit uh, like the Beatles, and like the I guess the psychedelic era. Like it hit almost every era, and that's kind of what I liked about it. Also, the music was dope. Yeah, the the issue that I had with those like disaster movie, epic movie, date movie, romance movie. Was they just seem like okay? Now we're just gonna start like we're gonna what's it called? Uh, conveyor belt or no? They're gonna start just rolling oh, out production, yeah, like one after the other. They came out with one I didn't even know they did this called Spanish movie, yo. Really? Yes. <laughs> Wait, what? They came out with one called what Spanish genre movie. is that? comedy that just feels racist no i mean like what genre are they parodying are they just like we're gonna make fun of every movie that is in spanish because they have a rich and diverse catalog spanish okay it was made by it to its credit it wasn't made by the same guys who made all those other horrible movies who weren't the same guys who made the scary movie series because that's not to this credit it was made by the the wayans brothers Brothers. well they did one they did like one or two i think they did like one no, they did a uh, one and two, and then I think they wrote three, but they weren't in it. And then four was the one that they kind of clocked out. And I that's believe. when they, yeah, when it kind of started going bad. Spanish movie is uh, made by Javier Ruiz Caldera, and uh, has all Spanish actors and actresses in it. I mean, it big up to that. Reads like it reviewed well, and it sucked. And it's just making fun of the stuff you saw on Spanish movies and Spanish TVs and telenovelas. So I'll say this. I think I think the big problem with those movies, because even with Walk Hard and with the ones that we're talking about that we liked, there were jokes that I felt like I did not enjoy. Mm-hmm. So the, the difference, I think, was because, uh, you know, I feel like the writers are just throwing a shit ton of jokes and the movies are just excuses to throw jokes on screen. And the writers are just trying to like find the most jokes they can get and see which ones stick. I think the real difference is for like Walk Hard, for a scary movie, or for yeah, um, be a menace. God damn it! I was just going to say that one. That was the one I was going to say exactly. <laughs> Even for that one, like the jokes that land really land. Like they're just they're fucking hilarious when it lands. But it's, you- it's, it's it's a real hit or miss. Though. The thing is, the the folks who wrote those movies, by and large, were really comedians, like really good writers, yeah. SNL uh, level or or in living color. Whereas yeah. <clears throat> the forty year old virgin who knocked up Sarah Marshall and felt super bad about it. Really? Yes, that's a real movie. Two thousand nine, two thousand ten was a really bad time for parody movies. <laughs> I, I i don't think parody movies have been good since like what was the last good parody movie you saw i, I think scary movie maybe the, the last one and i and i'm saying scary movie two i thought was really funny um but yeah i think walk scary hard came out two, in 2007 two. so which one walk hard it came out in 2007 that one doesn't even feel or, okay. or kung fu hustle 
Kung Fu Hustle doesn't feel like a parody to me. The, what? And that was 2004, by the way. But that doesn't oh, feel like a parody to I me. I love Kung Fu Hustle. But like, if, 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 if that one of all the movies, I, I guess it is. But it almost if that's like Black Dynamite, calling Black Dynamite a parody, it doesn't feel like a parody to me. But it is. You know what I mean? It like it, feels it's like it's, a comedic it's, version of a ser- of of this type of movie. But it's right. Not a our undercover movie. brother falls into that lane for me too, though not as well made as uh, Black Dynamite. Black yeah. Dynamite would be a, a great parody movie, by the way. And that was 2007, right? You know. Um, I'm looking at this list of parody movies, and some of them, I, I, I see what you're saying. Some of them don't really fit into the idea of parody for me, like Tropic Thunder. Exactly. It's a parody, but it's it's so... I think, really, when th- at that point, you realize the movie's fucking good. Mm-hmm. When it's just a funny version of... Of this type of that, movie. It's just mm-hmm. fucking good. Because they're saying uh, Hot Fuzz is a parody. And it, 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 it is. It is. Yeah, it's uh, like it, Shaun of the is, Dead is. It is such a smart parody. Shaun of the Dead is a parody, technically, but it doesn't feel like it. Just feels like a funny version mm-hmm. of that type of movie, and I think that's that's when you fucking nailed it. Can we agree that maybe? Well, I I I'm guessing Hot Fuzz may be my favorite cop movie of all time. Huh? Hot Fuzz may be my favorite cop movie of all time. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, that's a given. More than Bad Boys. More than Bad like, Boys too. Like I don't, I wouldn't rank my top five. Here's what I'll say: I wouldn't. <laughs> uh, you ain't seen Bad Boys too. <laughs> no, I wouldn't rank my top five, but I would Hot Fuzz, Die Hard, uh, Bad Boys, Point Break. I really liked uh, Game of Thieves. Heat. I'm gonna go Heat for my top five, Heat and I wouldn't well. rank those. Heat, by the way, is on Netflix for those who have not seen it. I haven't seen it in a long time, but I remember very much enjoying it at the time. I think my favorite parody movie of all time might still be Spaceballs, though. Spaceballs falls in that category Um, where, like, I think when I first saw it, I wasn't old enough to get the jokes. And then when I revisited it, I didn't care for it as much anymore. Nope, I take that back. My favorite one is Blazing Saddles. Does Blazing Saddles count? Because they were making fun of a Western. Yeah, but they were also just making fun of America. And racism. (laughs) Good good morning, ma'am. And isn't it a lovely morning? Up yours, (laughs) nigger. (laughs) Yeah, it's... I I think it's... uh, I would say... (laughs) A movie so fucked up, Richard Pryor was like, nah, I'm just gonna write. Right? (laughs) It's so funny... That it, it, it falls in, and it's so well made that it falls in that category again of it just being a funny version of a, a Western. Like, because a parody, I feel, almost has to have a target, like you're saying. Because, uh, like, and I think maybe this goes back to what you were saying initially with like Epic Movie didn't have a movie it was targeting, but I mean, neither did Airplane, right? Um,. It was well, like just targeting disaster movies in general. That was right. what I was making fun of. Right. And you know So so like I feel like like is it a parody movie if it is not specifically targeting a movie? Like Walk Hard feels like a parody movie because it was kind of targeting uh what was it, the fucking Johnny Cash story? What was it? Right. Man in Black or whatever the fuck it was. Um it Why? wasn't no wait, 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 walk the line, that's what it was. And even with the title, like, come on, walk hard and walk the line. Yes, like, and there's some definite like points to him being, uh, like it's a kind of country sounding boy, despite the fact that they then proceeded to just parody every single biopic they could. Right. 
I think I think the problem with me with Spaceballs was I wasn't I wasn't well versed in Star Wars Star Wars at the time. Um, so like I didn't really like I didn't really watch I didn't really sit down and like really watch the Star Wars movies until right before the Phantom Menace came out. What? <laughs> no, I'm sorry, I'm just messing with you. Like um, I see you know like what? I see like when it's on like when it was on like TV and stuff like that, like I would catch like bits and pieces, but I never was in on Star Wars until right before the Phantom Menace. I was like, everybody's so hype about this. You know what? I, I gotta be I should sit down and give it a good watch. Let me be real, and I'm gonna be very honest here, and this is something I think I was kinda hiding, but I'm gonna be honest. Uh and I think I've only told one other person this. I never liked space balls. Because I love Star Wars so much that I was sensitive and protective for it. And when I saw Spaceballs, I was like, how dare you make fun of this thing that I fucking love? I could find no humor in this thing that I and like. I mean, like I was that level of fanboy, I think, at a young age about Star Wars. <clears throat> and I, I, I shit you not, I was furious at Spaceballs for daring to make fun of something that I thought of as like being this venerated amazing set of movies that I fucking loved. And I don't like to say that because it makes me feel very fanboyish inside. But that's the real reason why I didn't fuck too heavy with Spaceballs initially. And then by the time I came back to watch So basically, did you find this enjoyable? We ain't found shit. Right. Like, by the time I came back to watch it, I I had grown to a point where like I just couldn't enjoy the movie. It wasn't even like because I like Star Wars so much. Still, it was just more like, oh, this doesn't really hold up as well over time. So just like some of the older movies for me just don't hold up. So initially, you didn't like it because of the compare the the spoofing of Star Wars, and then by the time you came back to it your bias had calcified so much that you weren't able to even look at it without still thinking, okay, this doesn't hold up to me because reasons I don't really want to explain further. I'm just going to say it doesn't hold up. Is that... Can no, you, I mean, I'll talk about why I feel like it doesn't hold up. No, it, I'm saying, but when you, go you into watch it at home, you're like, you don't go through all the reasons in your head. Like, it doesn't, like... No, I, I, I did. Deep down, it's because of my love of Star Wars, even though, like you said, Star Wars, you're not feeling it as strong now. Now you see it, and it's like, this doesn't hold up to me. Whereas if you had saw it as a kid, when it initially came out... I feel like it's it's the way that I feel kind of about Thundercats. So like, You watch your mouth, sir. But, okay, fine. But I'm saying, when I go back and watch Thundercats... The, the yeah. animation, the style of animation, the storylines... It's pretty bad. As, Right, and that's what I'm saying. Like for Spaceballs, for me, going back, the 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 way it's shot, the some of the jokes are a little bit more than I would prefer to hear in my jokes, if you will. Like they're a little homophobic in places. It's not very inclusive in places, and that's what I'm saying. Like it, it doesn't really, it, it doesn't, it, it doesn't have the chance to grab me anymore because when I was at the age when it should have gotten me, I was too in love with Star Wars, and now I guess I've outgrown it. Yeah, that's what I just said. Sure. It is. But I do want to also link that over to there's a lot of um, supporters of interpolitician who no matter what kind of funny thing is said about that politician, 
they're not going to find it funny because they ride for that politician. And we think that they are so out of it when they are so just like butt hurt, which I hate that statement, but there's no other real way to say it. They get so emotionally hurt over you talking about this person, but we never link it back to things that we really like that we're willing to protect. Also, uh, I think a good word would just be offended. Offended. Thank you. <laughs> you don't have to say butt hurt. <laughs> Thank you. I really do hate that phrase. But like, I mean, I get offended. Well, not even offended. I'm less willing because I, I know this about myself. I'm less willing to like pay attention to or read an article that is critical, for example, of President Obama, especially if that that criticism is well founded. So there, there's a few articles that I, I occasionally stumble upon when I'm sitting around just reading news when I'm bored, and I find you know articles that are legitimately critical of him and are accurately critical of him, and it's really difficult for me to read those. Because I fucking, you know, I fucking ride for Obama, honestly. And it is difficult for me to to digest the fact that there are things that he does poorly and that he is the message that he has, especially right now, may not be the message that we need right now. See? Fucking hard to hear. No, not really. It's just hard to hear when I'm also trying to hear what my wife is saying out of one ear and hearing you out of the other ear. I try and go split ear hearing and it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Well, you should see what she wants. It's probably a good idea. It wasn't really directed towards myself. It was to somebody else. I just perked up because I heard my wife's voice. It's like when my uh, puppy hears my voice, his ears perk up. I perk up for my wife. Oh, you're a puppy. No, I'm a perker. <laughs> I'm not going to be the first person to get a horn up in this punk. I'll let y'all go with like four or five of them. I was just saying it was a bad joke that would be made. I'll take a horn for that. That's fine. But I, the point of it was that I was saying that's the type of bad joke that you see in that type of movie. It wasn't even a joke I'd make. I just know that that's the type of bad joke that would get made. I've and seen I don't, two of those movies. I don't know if I would, <laughs> I would get a horn for just not paying attention. Yeah, I mean, because technically... If we're horned and not paying attention, like you, you just said, admit it that you weren't doing that. Right. Yeah, but I didn't try to make a joke. You asked me a question, I answered honestly. Like, mine wasn't a joke. My fear is fucking terrible. It is bad. Like, honestly. And I, I, I paid movie theater prices to see that shit. The, like, yeah, you should be ashamed. I saw it, so I watched it because uh, at one point I had uh, Netflix, the disc service, and I got five discs at a time. So like, I got real liberal with, with like the disc that I had coming in. And I remember watching uh, Mafia on DVD and stopping about halfway through and just sending that shit back. <laughs> like, he really put it back in the red envelope and was like, yep, I'm good. No, thank you. Imagine, imagine actually paying... <clears throat> movie theater money and like I don't want to waste my money but I'm definitely wasting my time like that already wasted thing. your money like that's what I'm saying like you have to remember you can't get you well you might have actually if you had walked out like 15 minutes in and be like yo that movie sucked I want my money back they might have actually refunded your ticket you probably should have done that <laughs> you should just walk back out and be like yo 
that movie sucked. I'm offended. I'm black. I want my money back. And just I, I can't remember. There was a movie. There was a movie that I went to see, and it was pretty fucking terrible. But I'm not a fan of wasting my money, so I just walked. So so I walked out of the. Uh, so I I left the movie and said fuck it and watched like the second half of Run Tell That. Oh, nice. I went to go see Aeon Flux in the theater. And I was furious. I, I, I never really got... I never really was in on the cartoon. It always just oh, seemed fucking weird the to me. The cartoon was like one of those things that I did get into as a kid. And I, I mean, I, looking at it now and watching it now, I, I kind of don't like it that much. But I was like, yo, I'll relive that, that memory for $12.50. Stupid, and that was in, that was Alabama money, by the way. That wasn't, which is that's like here. That's like a, a fucking thousand dollars and eighty cents. But yeah, I was I was furious. I watched that movie and like was texting during it, and then live tweeted the rest of it. Oh no, my car's in the driveway. Yeah, you know, you know this. Guy, it got to be some fucked up shit when you just say fucking and pull out your phone. First of all, nobody else was really in the theater with me. Like I was okay. like being like three other people, and they were up in front of me, and I was like, well, fuck it. Like, why am I? Like, like why am I gonna like try to pay attention to this shit? So I just like walked up and walked to the back of the theater just to make sure no one could come sit behind me later, and I just pulled my phone out and just started live tweeting the entire time. I was like, all right, fuck it. I'm gonna talk shit about this movie on my Twitter feed. It was bad. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure it was. I wouldn't have went nowhere near that shit. What was the best movie you've seen in the theater? Like the absolute best movie you saw in the theater. Honestly. Yeah. Avengers. Mad Max. Oh, Fury Road? Yeah. Oh, I wish I'd seen that in the theater. That movie's so damn good. I came out of that the I came out of seeing that movie raving about it on Twitter and on <laughs> Facebook. And that thing's so gorgeous. To see that that exactly that level of beauty on such a huge screen, it just it and I didn't take anyone else with me. I sat in the back and just drank it in and it was spectacular. Yo, the Christopher Nolan joint, was it Inter- Interstellar, the one with him and uh, Matthew McConaughey? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that made, I, I don't know if it's the best movie I've seen in the theater, but I think visually, that was one of the best experiences visually I've had in a movie theater in recent memory. I mean, like, I've, like, I really enjoyed that on the scale of a theater. It was fucking amazing on the scale of a theater. I'm, I'm a... I'm a stand of you boys, so Avengers was everything to me. Yeah, it was really good. And seeing that, I think also just, I was nervous walking into it because of the scope and the scale of it. And uh, I was like, what if they fail? <laughs> like, what if they fail? Oh, no. Honestly, no I thought more... they were going to fail. I thought they yeah, were going right? to break something. Like, no more Iron Man, no more Thor, no more Hulk. Because they fail at this shit, they're going to pull the uh, plug on all of it, and then all of these great movies that we've had are going to go away. Fuck, fuck, fuck. And then I walked away like, oh my god, this was so good. Mm-hmm. But, but like, I've, um, I'm a stand, so I've seen him do this on a, on a television level repeatedly. 
So I knew that he could pull off the ensemble and actually, you know, make a pretty good movie. I just didn't, I didn't know it was going to be as good as it was for me. And like, answer me this, uh, what the fuck happened with Justice League? That wasn't his movie. He came in halfway through because, you know, people died and stuff. It wasn't 50% awful. It was 100% awful. I didn't see it, so... <laughs> I did. And let me tell you, you should watch it. Just so you can... Uh, I mean, first of all, you gotta yeah, be a completionist. I really liked The Flash in that movie. I, I thought did that he was so just wonderful. In the, such the a moments... dreary world, they were like, hey, you be a kid. And that made all the difference. He was literally Dash in Infinity War. <laughs> yeah. Like the the moment that uh, everyone kind of raves about that, I guess I don't want to give away necessarily, but that one moment where he's like, what? That like surprise on his face is so genuine. Mm-hmm. And I think it's, I think as a movie though, uh, like tonally that, that was kind of the problem. The tone of that movie was just all over the place. And Honestly, the the problem with that movie, a hundred percent, is uh, that Zack Snyder uh, was involved. Because Correct. The story and the script, the villain itself is just shitty, and that's the real problem. It's not the tone of it is weird because you can see the stuff that was shot, uh, uh, that was planned and, and shot that that like I guess. Uh, was tried to blend that uh uh Wheaton tried to blend into but the, the I, I almost would have preferred if they had gotten uh Favreau to finish it because I feel like the tone he couldn't match Zack Snyder's tone and, and then the greatest problem really is just that villain he's just so bad yeah yeah he was the the villain in in a lot of the DC movies is just being like why and maybe it's because I didn't read a lot of the comic books, but uh, Ares in, in Wonder Woman, mm, why? Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't, I don't, when do you drop fucking Cheetara? Or not Cheetara, what's her name? Uh, the Cheetah. Like, it, a lot of her villains and a lot of the problems, I think, with the villains in DC especially is they're, they're almost too colorful. Like, they're they're, they're like... They're truly comic book villains. Like Joker is this over the top, like it, it literally playing that person could arguably be what killed a person. Like I feel like their villains are just too over the top and too comic book for like movies. But the heroes are too. Yeah, and look how that's working out for them. Yeah, I I just I I just never could really get that far down with DC, especially in the movie side. I mean, the main fucking conceit of Superman is this bro, like, motherfucker puts on glasses and no one recognizes him. That's my first motherfucking suspension of disbelief. I have to believe yeah. that motherfuckers look him in the eyes and don't know, hey, I saw you on TV last night motherfucking picking up an airplane and then talking to goddamn reporters. Yeah. You're the same goddamn motherfucking person. You can't but be I, a... Like, I, I, I take, know you're here. I take my glasses off. All of a sudden, I got a slick back with a little curl in the front. And all of a sudden, I'm a different nigga. Like, get the like, fuck like, out of here. That, that's, so, that's such a goddamn uh, opening like salvo for the world of, like, this is what I need you to, not, to be able to believe. Like, man, fuck that. Even with Batman, it's like, bro... 
you don't cover enough of your face. It's like, we know who you are. How is anyone surprised? At least Christopher Nolan tried to get him to like, like growl a little bit so he doesn't even sound the same. But fucking Ben Affleck is just walking around, like literally walking into like fucking goddamn Superman level cat catastrophes, striding in Batman styles. And then it's like, how does no one not know he's Batman? Right. I love I love the fact that in the Flash, uh, a few times during the, the TV series, um, a, a few people are just like, "Yeah, I know who you are." Yeah, like you know what I mean, and, and like and people are just like, "Yeah, you know your eyes and like your your jawline, like all of that stuff is out." Like I met you earlier, right? Yeah, you don't like, know your face, right? Like I mean, we we met earlier, right? Like you're the guy that came and talked to me when we was in the restaurant, right? Like. Like, it was it, better when he used to do, like, the blur, but I feel like they just quit doing it for budgeting's sake. Well, remember, he only did the... He only did that mostly for Iris' Iris's sake. Which is bullshit. Like, I like how he's like, I'm only gonna, like, hide my identity from people who fucking know me. But if you don't know me, nah, you can totally know who I am. Yeah, I'm Barry Allen. Hey, they call me The Flash. Like, fuck you, dude. <laughs> like, honestly, I really did kind of lose... Like, I kind of... Not lose, but I kind of got pissed at that show when, like, fucking everybody, he was just, like, ripping his mask off everyone, and people were just fucking walking in the Star Labs, like, hey, guys. Like, that shit Yeah, like, why the, fuck does this, why the fuck does the Star Labs have, like, Security, you know, or a door. Anything? Or a lock. Right. <laughs> everybody like, walks and, in. And then, and then, here's the thing. You... Apparently they have to take an elevator to get to the to to where the lab is. Why can anyone it? just use the elevator? elevator? Like that's a that's a brilliant point of like secure access where you just you know lock that elevator down. You have to get like a key card or a thumbprint to get in there. People exactly. just fucking walk in there willy goddamn nilly. Uh. it's like it's, <laughs> it's like. Every- I mean, it's like everybody knows where the cave is, and like just roll up in there. Like, other, and they I mean, just fucking hang out there. There's like, oh, I know. I just came here to do some homework. Uh, well, fourteen year old kid, I found the Bat Cave with ease. Yeah, it's, and then like um, the um, the way in the Superman movies that um, that Lex found out where Superman went is like every time you leave, you go north. How about I just go north? No, he's Superman. Just fly south, circle the globe. (laughs) Or here's one. (laughs) Fly up into space. Then go whichever direction you want to. Can't be tracked in space. (laughs) Like, like, why why do you always just go straight north? Right. Uh, Yeah, that's that's my issue with DC. (laughs) In a nutshell. I think my my issues with with DC is mostly that um, their main heroes are gods with very few flaws, and that's the reason why I like Marvel because like these motherfuckers got issues. Like they're 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 people also. Like in in DC, they're pretending to be people. Yeah, a hundred percent. And like I think that's the biggest difference between. The Marvel approach to, and I think that's why also, like in DC, the comic book uh, cities are not real cities, whereas in Marvel, they just live in this world. Who's your favorite Marvel uh, MCU character at this juncture? Oh, Cinematic Universe. Yeah, MCU. Thor? 
Jay? I'm thinking. You can always default to Black Panther. Can it be anyone? Anyone. Does that have to be alive? Uh, I guess not. Mine is going to be kind of off the beaten path. So, yeah, anyone. I'm going to go Killmonger. Okay, I said hero, but... Oh, hero. I'm sorry. Well, I said anyone. My bad. Hero. Um, you did say Was, Killmonger, was is... Killmonger really a villain? Yes. Yeah. He was... Yes. And, and honestly, like, everyone says the whole Killmonger was right, but Killmonger really was like, was. let... Yeah, he was like, let's just make a, a system of repression, but instead of white people being the oppressors, black people are. That's not cool. Yeah. Yeah, but then, but then you took a diet version of his idea at the end of the movie. No, you took Shuri's idea, which was our, uh, yeah, no, our, no took, actually uh, uh, Nadia's Nakia. idea. Uh, you took yeah, Nakia's idea, Nakia's idea, yeah, which bad. was said before his and was actually viable. And was like it had said at the beginning, we should open you know, open our borders, share our technology, and we do use outreach that way to help black people and people of color around the world by helping the rest of the world as well. And you know what? The Show them an is? example. The difference is, she said it like we can help out the rest of the world. He was like, we can conquer the rest of the world. That's kind of not the same thing there, Bob. <laughs> okay, fine. Yeah. Uh, also, I guess if we're going to go hero, MCU hero right now? Yeah. <sighs> Man, that's, that's a lot of wood to chop. Uh... Dep- no. Deadpool in the MCU? No, not yet. Not Fuck. yet, but will be. Not doubt it. Yeah, I don't see him being... Like, I don't what see is he any way do? that he will fit into the... I think he'll be kept separate from everybody, if anything. My favorite MCU yeah, hero, when it's all said and done, is Rocket Raccoon. Favorite. He's pretty great. I can see that. Because I, I, I finally watched uh, Guardians two. Because Rocket uh, is so sensitive about how he came up, how he came to be, and he just they just keep disrespecting him like low key, like they don't even mean to. But he's so sensitive about how he got there. He's like, y'all say one more thing. And that first Guardians of the Galaxy, where he gets drunk and he's like, I'm gonna shoot you. I'm going to shoot all y'all. Call me a raccoon one more time. I'm going to shoot you. And he was like, y'all are always ganging up on me. I'm going to shoot you. But he covers that up with just that sarcasm. And just that, that, that he tries to act like he doesn't care about anybody. But in especially uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 and Infinity War, you can see that he really cares deeply about all of his folks. He just really wants to be understood. And that, that resonated with me, like, deeply. And the most, the, one of the most heartbreaking moments to me in Infinity War, can we talk about this at this juncture in time? Uh, maybe throw up a spoiler. Spoiler alert. Hold on. Matter of okay. fact. Arguably one of the most watched movies of all time. Hold, hold on one second. Spoiler alert. Okay. 
Oh, that is long. I know a lot of people talk about uh, Spider-Man and the whole I don't feel good Mr. Stark thing as like their most heartbreaking moment of that ending part. But to me, it was Groot and Rocket. That killed me. Where Groot was just, you know, I am Groot. And Rocket was like, oh, nah, buddy. Oh, nah. Oh, nah, not this. That yeah, that took well, I mean, me out. Pretty much. Uh, <coughs> Imagine your only one... ride or die. Well, his like, whole entire like family Parker, is gone now. Peter Parker and, and Tony Stark. Yeah, okay, they had just met, and Tony didn't even look at him the same way Peter looked at him. But Groot and Rocket. Well, for Rocket in, in this case, though, like all the Guardians are gone, so like his entire family's gone. Like Yondu is dead, Gamora's dead, uh, Star Lord is dead. Groot is dead like his entire family is now he's now officially alone again and it was the thing no Yondu had a whole talk with him about like how he was afraid that he was going to get left alone again and that very fear is what just happened Mm -hmm. yeah I just just saw the movie but that that connection that he made with Rocket was amazing right and then they killed him yes Yes. (laughs) like as soon as anybody gets too close to Rocket they die and then in Rocket's um his reaction when when he turns to Rocket and say, like, I need to do this. And like he was just like, No, this this is us though. Like what what do you I can't find I I don't want to do this, but here's my last, you know, here's my last suit and rocket pack. You know, and then he leaves and it was just like everything. And then when he got to the when Rocket got to the ship. I just watched this like two days ago where um, when Rocket got to the ship and and Gamora is asking questions and he just has this look on his face like that, like the the heartbreak. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think they do a really good job of the way that they chose to like legitimately give him uh, a backstory and a life and and his like his reactions are are really well done and, and how he legit is like moved. I-, I think in that movie and in Infinity War, you can tell he's just like heartbroken about the fact that he is yet again alone. And he worked so hard to put up these barriers so that he would never get hurt like that. And as soon as he lets him down, like you got to think Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 and Infinity War happened back to back. Yeah. Yeah. And that, you know, that they also showed like there had been some passage of time. So that at this point, you know, they had been together and, had, you know, yeah, because had all that the teenager. I wonder how yeah, quickly he grew. Oot. I don't know. Good question, though. Because they found Thor. I think I know who my favorite uh, MCU character is now, though. I actually have had time to think about it. OK, hold on. Hold on. Let me uh, yeah. turn off the spoiler. Oh, no, I'm going to still, it's going to tie no. in, so we might as well Oh, keep yeah, going. that's true. Okay, yeah, go for it. All right, so uh, after thinking about it, I think, um, so for all intent and purposes, I think uh, people should know, or excuse me, intents and purposes, let me say that correctly. I think people should know that I have always been a, an Incredible Hulk fan, uh, and I have always liked Hulk. Um, 
though I think right now it, with the current state of the MCU, he's not my favorite character anymore. Uh, I would say Doctor Strange falls into that. Oh yeah. And here's why. I liked Doctor Strange the movie, and I thought the interesting thing about that was that you got to see him at like literally base level, uh, with up go up against like with no odds, uh, just kind of like figure something out with the seat of his ass and, and a little bit of ingenuity. And I think in Infinity War, you got to see the same kind of like ingenuity, but with fucking you know. Uh, he's had time to like fucking learn and it's clear that he has become like incredibly powerful. But I think also with all of that, the end that he saw and the possible, like the only one they saw that he could win was one in which he would die. And I like the fact that he just purposely was like, yep, this is how it's going to go now. Now it's just pretty much up to someone else, which is a real turning point for him. If you recall from how he started, he was, yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a huge turn for him where he's like, look, Either this is so major for him that he understands the implications that he's like, I'm willing to die if this is the only way we can win. And I have to leave it to somebody else who's also just hilariously arrogant. And who I, I think really that, can't stand initially. And maybe still can't. I'm not, not really sure if he can or not. But I think that that was something that was uh, pretty striking for me. And I think that would be why I really really liked Doctor Strange and, and like uh, I, I'm curious to see how the whole Hulk thing plays out apparently this is part of a greater story arc that they're going to they're gonna play out either in a side movie or the next Avengers so I'm, I'm curious to see how that plays out but uh, I I did not like the concept or I, I like the concept of the Hulk not showing up but I feel like since he was not there to fight Thanos uh, how can you like scream Hulk strongest there is if the first time you you got dusted, you just ran and never came back. He caught them beats. I mean, he got dusted, and honestly, I still uh, feel like he just un- was just. I think he's just cocky. Truthfully, he went in cocky and just got got them hands put to him. I mean, well, I mean, the whole concept of the Hulk is he is the id, right? Um, it used to be. I, it feels, and, and from what, like, all the interviews I've read thus far have said that it looks like they're trying to make it so that he, like, they're two separate individuals and personalities with their own fully formed, like, id, ego, and super ego. Or, excuse me, super, super id? Super ego. Super ego. So, like, they're saying that they're two fully separate individuals and not just him as a function of Banner now and that's probably why he doesn't want to show up anymore after him being out for so long he has quote unquote become a person there's a whole thing about that in the comics yeah and it's it's also one of those things to where it's like at some point you get tired of being used to solve problems for someone who you don't think care about you at all yeah and the only time he lets you out is when things are shitty. Yeah, and then I gotta take care of the shitty thing, and then I have to go away again. Yeah, and I think that's that's the the play that they're going, as opposed to like if it was just a function of his personality, like he's this is him angry, then that would just be a Doctor Jekyll Mister Hyde scenario, right? Where there's right. Though even with that fucking uh, thing, they did a, a split personality with that for. Um, 
well, I, maybe for the movie, I'm not 100% certain they did it for the, the actual uh, graphic novel, but for uh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, they did like a split personality for that for the movie. Yes. I, I don't really remember that movie very much, though. I remember the book. In the book, it was a, very much a split personality. He he was, like, he, he started, uh, started out trying to just hide who he was, but he became Dr. Hyde. Like, it started out just like he unleashed the more evil desires of his nature and he was just more likely to fight and and kill people uh and so because of that because he was running around killing and fighting and drinking and fucking he started like writing his words uh like his had changed his handwriting to where he slanted his words separately so when he write his name is edward hyde it wouldn't look like uh dr jekyll but that got found out later because he was signing his own checks and Anyway, it was a really he just did a shit job of hiding his his uh basically him just going out and fucking and fighting. It's a weird book. Sounds like it. It's very Victorian. Indeed. Yeah. So I uh, I started watching a I started watching a show yesterday. Um have you ever have you ever heard of The Good Place? Yeah. I love that show. I only watched like the first two episodes. I'm kinda in. It's really funny. Yeah. And it's and it's a short show, so like Yeah. You know, if you if you only want to get one episode in, like you got twenty two minutes, go ahead and get it popping and get it and go about your business. I, I like that it's upbeat, so if you're like really bored and, and just want to watch something kind of peppy, it's it's just peppy enough. Yeah, I, I you know, I like the idea. I like the idea of the moral compass being a brother. Yeah, <laughs> right. I like I like the fact that he like he is the one that is. Like if someone's gonna write this, if someone's gonna make this right, it has to be him. Like he's the ethical one, right? Yeah. Uh, Rashani, have you ever seen The Good Place? He said he'll be right back. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, and and man, l- let me tell you something about The Good Place. I cannot stop thinking about. How fucking old Ted Danson got, right? <laughs> well, I can't okay, stop because... thinking about how. <sighs> okay, he's old. Yeah, I'm yeah. also thinking about how forgiven he is. Like people just. Oh, you mean the blackface incident? The blackface incident it was like 20 years, 30 years ago. <laughs> I had to correct. I was like, tw- you know what? I didn't even think of that. Yeah, that was in '91, I think '92. I was '90s, right? The early nineties. Early nineties, yeah. Uh, I bet it's if I like Google, everybody's Google. forgiven. Nobody well, gets How long is are we gonna hold them accountable for that? Bro, but here's what I'm saying. The timeline for forgiveness has gotten shorter and shorter as the world has eroded more and more. Cause for him it was a good what, ninety three? Tw- so yeah. a good seventeen years? No. No, 27 years. Oh. No, 25 years for 2018? Yeah, 25 years since that happened. It took him 25 years. Matt Lauer's talking about going on TV tomorrow. 
Oh, fucking uh, Louis C.K. <laughs> did a set. Did nine, yeah, he's already doing stand up, and people are like doing uh fucking did a set, and people were like fucking uh did a standing up for him. It's like how could you give him a standing ovation when it's only been like nine months? Like what price did he pay? And that's what I'm saying. Like the erosion yeah. of what we give a damn about has lessened from. Like then to now, like yeah, uh, you know, eh. yeah, yeah. The the um the this just happened in baseball. Um, oh yeah, was a, a few it. months ago, that dude, that dude who during the fucking All Star game, his old they went back and found some old tweets, and he was really not about that life when it came to black people. Um, and then like the first game back with his regular team. He got a standing O. Why? From a largely from a largely white crowd. I was about to say you largely got to keep in mind that what, that black folks aren't playing baseball. Like yeah. Dominican Republic, yes, yes, but by and large, black folks don't give a fuck about baseball. But, but it just so happens that his only teammate on that All Star team was black. <laughs> and of course, <sighs> they went to him like, "Well, how do you feel about this you as a black person?" In? And it's like, and "Motherfucker, he's got that I'm not the team." Yeah, it, and then like, and then what the fuck is he supposed to say? Like, I got to come back to work with this dude. No, it's really like for the good of the team. You gotta, you gotta say, well, we've talked about our issues behind closed doors, and I just want you to, I just wanted him to realize where I stood for all black people because you're asking me. So uh, I don't even, I don't, you know, I just with the grace of God, he's gonna, I'm helping him learn. Uh, uh, when really you just want to say fuck that white boy. Well, I feel like, like honestly, it's something that happens to black people way too often. When like you have to become the spokesperson for the entire race because somebody has a question and they can't fucking figure it the fuck out for themselves. It's, like, it's the the Michael Vick thing where he he had to become a professional apologist. No, not even that. It's where no, like it, it, like no, like when 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 he was in when he was in Philly and his coworker was at a country concert and said he would fight every nigger in there. Um and then like it had it had to be Michael Vick to apologize to to be like, "No, he's a good guy and all that other shit." And then like everything else that happened after that, uh he just became a professional apologist. No, I, mean, I, I feel just yeah, I mean like, cuz I had a situation where I had a friend who uh, is trans and I uh, had a question about something. And so I asked them um, where I would be able to find answers to this when it wasn't their, it, it wasn't their job to tell me where to find those answers. And it's just like, I'm not the spokesperson for all trans people. I'm not the, you know, why are you bringing this to me like this? And it's actually highly disrespectful and uh, I think it's it, it becomes a little annoying. Yeah, and it's something that like you know I, I think we experience it uh, <clears throat> when when especially if you are a black person or a a person of color or a let's just even just go for a different person amongst a hom- more homogenous group, it's more likely to happen because they feel as if like your presence is their opportunity for education, and mm-hmm. like. No, I, I'm a, like that would be like me just running up to white people and be like, "Oh my God, thank God, I need to understand how you guys live." Tell me what's a parsnip. Like, I, I can they tell I me what a that. parsnip is? 
I, oh, I know the possibilities. I'm a good one. I'm a good one without a safety. <laughs> right, no, it's, a, it's like a little, it's a, it's a root vegetable. It's a similar to a carrot. I thought, oh, see, I always thought like a radish. Um, Yeah, well, radishes are also root vegetables. No, but I <laughs> thought that it was like more similar to the taste and the, and the texture of a, of a radish, not a carrot. Sure. Because I guess parsnip to me in my mind just sounds more like a radish. I don't know why, but when I read it, it just... okay. Nigga, just because you've had a parsnip in your life. I'm just saying that they look like carrots. Do they taste like rat? I'm not. I'm I thought. I, I always thought they looked like little pieces of corn. I'm wrong. I, I could mean, be wrong. I mean, they I mean, prepare it like that. Sure. I don't know what. I don't know what pimento is. No, that's pimento. I mean, no. I'm saying I don't know what that is. It's the stuff that goes in the olives, but I don't know where it comes from either. Uh, I, I believe that's just a that's just a pepper, guys. A pimento is just a pepper. It is. Yeah, it's a cherry pepper is a pimento, so that's another word for it. Yeah, learn something new every day. Yeah, have you never had a pimento cheese sandwich before? I have. Fuck no. Oh, they're fucking delicious. First of all, how are you southern haven't had a pimento cheese sandwich, bro? I've had a pimento and cheese sandwich because my grandma's from Georgia. Also, pimento and cheese? Just pimento cheese. You oh, don't I'm need sorry. The no, because ours, <laughs> the way ours were, you dick. The pimento <laughs> was in the meat. No, it's just pimento cheese. It's, no, so it's, it's, listen to me. Hear what I'm saying. So pimento was in the ham. Oh, you had a, like, a pimento loaf. Yes. Okay, no, I'm about pimento, no, I'm talking about pimento cheese. Yeah, see, that's what I'm saying. Like Mine was a little bit different. No, like, well, pimento cheese is... They take cheddar cheese, mayonnaise, and pimentos. They chop up pimentos, like dice them, and they mix all of that shit together until it's like paste. And then they paste it onto a sandwich, and it's a pimento cheese sandwich. There's some you salt lost me and pepper. Mayonnaise. Yeah, it's a shit ton of mayonnaise, bro. It's you lost me in mayonnaise. I'm not yeah, mayonnaise. honestly, I'm not really into mayonnaise either, but I'll, I'll eat the shit out of a pimento cheese sandwich. Same thing for a potato salad, ham Man salad. Ass. I, I don't know about ass salad. I've never had ass salad, but if that's what you're into. No, you're saying you're not a fan of it, but you'll eat the hell out of it. You know, same for this and this. And I was like, and ass. Because generally you're not a fan of, you know, shit that comes out of the ass, but you'll eat an ass. So, it, it no, fine. I'll take that one. But like, do you not fuck with potato salad then, Scar? No, not at all. Yeah, but then pimento cheese isn't going to work for you. I typically, the only time I ever have mayonnaise is if it comes on like a Whopper or something like that where it was already there. (laughs) Okay, so like when you get like a burger normally, let's say you're at Five Guys or a place where you can choose your condiments on a burger. What are your sauces? Typically, if I have a choice... Um, I tend right. to go for more of a like a, a smokehouse burger. So like steakhouse? I, I mean, sorry, like A1 steak sauce type deal? No, right? no, a smokehouse with the bar- bar- barbecue and, and the, onion rings. Onion. Oh, okay, okay. And stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, like the, uh, if I, like the rodeo. rodeo. Yeah, yeah, BK rodeo burger. Yeah, oh, if man. I have I if I have a if I have a choice, that's where I'm going. So have you ever had have you ever had the of vegetables? Because no, most of the folks I, I know who like those those sort of burgers don't like to have like 
any real vegetables on the I don't, like pick, I don't like no no no, no. I don't like I don't like tomatoes but like lettuce uh some pickles some onions I'm down I I would I would forgo the lettuce for that style of a burger I would go pickle uh and I would forgo the onion cuz I feel like if you have onion rings why do you want fresh onions as well that's weird but I um I put I put um I put lettuce and um I put lettuce and onions on my like meatball subs from Subway. See, I I do spinach on those because uh, I I just I like tried lettuce. spinach. Spinach I just, dope. I just tried it like a week ago. We went and there was this the 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 guy behind the counter was like, "Yo, you should try the spinach." I'm like, "Really, spinach? Like, yeah. seriously?" It's and he so was good. Like, no. No, get the spinach, have it toasted, have the spinach toasted with the sandwich. Yep. And you know what? Wasn't that bad? It's I really eat, solid. I eat just straight raw spinach. I really like the taste of spinach, and I love it over, if I have a choice between spinach and lettuce, I'm picking spinach every time. Yeah, well, it's because spinach just tastes better. And, and it depends on the lettuce. Like, there are some times when, like, I, I'll go, like, uh, like, a really good red romaine lettuce. I'm down for that if I'm doing, like, a burrito bowl. But... Really, spinach pretty much over everything. You know what makes me mad? It doesn't make me mad. It just it, it befuddles me. I get spinach doesn't make you turn into pot like pot? The, the the spring mix of salad and it'll have that spicy type of lettuce in it. I think it's arugula. I honestly, oh. think that when I eat arugula on anything else, it doesn't taste spicy. But on those salads, like if you get that one piece of that small leaf or whatever <laughs> that lettuce is, it just oh oh ooh ha. Burn. I like a, I kind of like arugula, and for that reason, it's a little peppery. Mm-hmm. It's but like, I don't think it translates over. Uh, I don't think it translates over in sandwiches because it is accented by the uh, usually by the south, like the dressing that you eat with that. And if you just eat it without the dressing, I guess maybe it might, maybe. But I feel like in sandwich in sandwiches, it doesn't translate over. I wonder why. I wonder if it's like the bread. I don't know. Now I want to know why. It just got very dark in here. So take off all your clothes. It is getting so dark. I'm going to go out to the park. We're still working on concepts for your um, parody, parody album. album. It's going to happen. I already got one called What About White Men? Being I am a middle-aged white man, some things that y'all do just don't make sense to me. Wow. Like fucking equality. (laughs) Still working on it, though. I can see you're still... uh... It's never going to come out. It's like the (laughs) Detox album. Still workshopping. No, uh, you know what? No, if I really sat down, honestly, so, so I you're gonna down, look. Okay, look, he's gonna J Electronica this no, no, shit. No, no here, if here we I go. If I sat down no. for one day, I could knock out Real a party album. I, I, I promise you. Real talk. Here's here's something I really honestly wanted to do, and I I kind of still want to do it. So I had I found a, a ton of like just uh, beats online that were free. I was like, in my head, it would be funny if just as a joke, I did like a broke mixtape. And it would just be that. like all free beats and just me being stupid on free beats. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, I was saying we should just do that as a parody, though. like all parody songs. But I already did that. I'm saying let's do it again then. Oh. We'll do Lonely Island style. Mm. 
That'll be terrible. Hmm. Mm. I already did that. Oh, well, never mind. Do parody songs then. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I don't want to go back. Only thing I want to go back to is Sinning Solids. That's the only, like, I just feel really badly about that shit. I, I feel really bad about Sinning Solids. I think about that all the time, y'all. I, I, I think that's one of my things. Like, and I, the thing is, I know without a shadow of a doubt that I can't bring it back. It's like, I, I know that there's not a lot of folks out there who write, but Jay, you write. And once you get it all out of your system, it's, I don't know. For me, it's hard to go back and tap that well again. Um, well, I think we kind of talked about that briefly. Uh, I don't have issues going to dark places. It's not uh, about dark places. It's just, honestly, there's certain things that I just don't have that in me anymore. Yeah. I took, and that's why I was saying I think maybe go for the rewrite instead of just trying to actually redo it from the old scripts. I think you should just rewrite it. Uh, I think even with the concept now, just or uh, we talked about you could uh, keep the concept and, and and shop out to other writers. You can do the whole TV show thing where yeah, the, yeah, show the show runner, runner. the showrunner has. The, you know the beginning the middle and the end already planned and then the the other the other writers y'all get together in the writer's room and you kind of hash out what fills in the middle yeah while you steer and uh you know as long as i'm not any of those writers i think that's a dope concept <laughs> I don't I don't want to be part of any of it not because i don't think it's a great concept i just have too much shit happening writing wise for me and it's fucking hard to do that shit by yourself, yeah. as you well know. Yeah. I mean, I'll just I'll just end up writing my own character, like I already tried. Yeah, you really did. Yeah, I re- I went for it. I did. He was thoroughly engaged in making sure that the taskmaster or the the, the arranger, the arranger, bro. The arranger, somebody in the back who makes all this stuff happen, and then it turned out I just turned him into the fucking villain of of season one. Just have yeah. a different name. Yeah, yeah. You're welcome. Well, season one was more of him killing people just randomly. Season two was more where the arranger really got involved, and I had to yeah. I'm, it's the it's the the. It's the typical TV show thing where season season one is usually the monster of the week season, mm-hmm. where you're trying you're where you're you're building up the main character by having them face different tasks, um, and have to complete certain things uh, as a way of building your character, and then you go into the other stuff. Mm-hmm. It's not a bad idea. Seems to work for TV shows. It does continuously. Like I said, we're gonna kill you as soon as we come back in. As soon as they come back in, wait. Yeah. The real villains outside. Let's go see. And then they go outside and see, and that person's not there anymore. And then the person who's inside has time to escape. What show is that from? The answer is all of them. <laughs> 
Hey, one show that I really do encourage everybody to watch, and I've been I, I got through the first season just a few days ago without like hesitation. I think I binged it. Big Hero Six. Is a show? Big Hero Six is a cartoon on Disney and it is incredible. I thought that was a movie. It was, and then they made it into a series. Oh, okay, cool. And it's like, I think they're on like episode 22 at this point in time, but it's it's fantastic. Where did you watch it? I watched it on the Disney Now app on my iPad and on, uh, on my Apple, my Amazon Fire TV. But yeah, the Disney Now app has it. And if you have your parents' cable information, you could put that in there and get it all for free. There's a show that I, that I wanted to watch on the YouTube originals. Um, I think it's a is it a show or is it a movie? It's a movie um, called Laser Team. I've heard about that. It's basically a group of guys find a super suit, and, but they all end up with different pieces of the super suit, so they have to figure out how to work together because it's all attached to them now. Hmm. It's, it it always seemed interesting. What was the other show? That actually sounds kind of cool, honestly. It does. Like I would watch that. You should watch Big Hero Six too. Um, eh, I'm really not sure if I want to fuck with Disney. Did you like Big Hero Six the movie? And remember, it's not really fucking with Disney as much as it's fucking with Marvel. Right, that's what I'm saying. I'm I'm I don't know when they leave to no. go. This is fully Marvel. This is like a comic book. I'm saying I don't, in it. I'm saying I don't know when Disney takes this Marvel content and opens this little conglomerate if I'm going to continue to fuck with Marvel. Really? Yeah. yeah uh, really. DC just launched uh, is is in beta for their new uh, their new service. I think you can get a, a, a seven day trial. But of course they did the universe. I think that's what they literally called it. Why would they call it the same thing that they called the game? Slapping the goddamn face. (laughs) Jay loved that game. (laughs) I play. I played quite a bit of it. Not like Jay. Oh my god! I invested so much time in that game. It hurt my feelings when I quit. I was sad. I quit because it was just people that gave up on it. They weren't supporting the game. It was crashing all the time. But I love that game. Yeah, I play. I, I played so on much. PlayStation. I played on PlayStation quite a bit back when I didn't have much on my PlayStation. We should revisit that. I won't. I'm playing Spider Man now. I still have. I want to say a fourteen hundred word FAQ. No, I'm sorry, fourteen thousand word FAQ on how to play my character. <laughs> How to play your character? Damn. Yeah. Man, let me tell you something. All right. So, so I started playing Mass Effect Three again, and I picked a character that I didn't that I um that I haven't used. Pooh, or are you playing it with Pooh, or are you playing it separate? Uh, she played two. Um, she played two on her own. Uh, and I started playing like when she finished two. 
I showed her the beginning of three and then I just kept playing. I mean, I've already finished it like five times, but, um, but that's not saying, you know, the 13 times that I played one and two, um, each, um, I started playing with a character and when you use a character that you haven't used before, it doesn't give you that list of the things that like when you import a character from two, it gives you a list of like the major events that happened. And like, so you know who died and you know, that type of stuff. So I started playing this character and I did a, I went to um, the Grissom Academy mission and Jack wasn't there. I turned that bitch off immediately. And then when I had to come, then when I had the the conversation where you bring in the Krogan, Rex wasn't there, and I'm like, nope, I can't do this. Mm. So I have to go back. So I have to go back to another character where everybody survived. Bro, I cried like a baby when I fucked up it uh, on Mass Effect Two. The first time I tried it without knowing, like, without knowing anything really, I cried because everybody died. I made all the wrong decisions. Like as far as the the entry point, the like everything, everybody died but me, and I was heartbroken. So I went all the way back to fix it. Like I was like, I can't let this ride. Yeah, I the, the Mass Effect Two was the first time where I questioned myself. I know I've said this quite a few times, um, but that's how I knew how much. I had invested in this series because when I played Mass Effect 2 the first time, Morden died. And it's the first time I asked myself while playing a video game, what did I do wrong? Like, you know, like normally like something happens in a game, you're like, game cheating. Um, it was the very first time I questioned myself. And I think that that's one of the reasons why I will without hesitation say that mass effect 2 is one of the greatest games ever made it is it is my favorite game i've ever played it it just it at so many different levels it is so gripping and and so the stakes are so high at every moment it's not like oh yeah if i don't get this part no worries ha 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 it's like no you make this mistake everybody dies and i want to play this game called xcom 2 um i guess that there's like permadeath yes um and did, have you played the first one i know they gave it away for free a while um but i bought it um i bought it i bought xcom on a uh black friday sale um and i have never opened that at all but now i have it because they gave they gave the first one away for free um, but the, the one thing that people do on XCOM is they name characters. You can you can name characters whatever you want them to be named. So a lot of people put their friends and stuff in, and I'm like, nope, I can't do that. Nope. Because <laughs> nope, I can't do that, and I I I can't do it when I play RimWorld, um, and like other other stuff like that where you can name characters. I just can't do it. Uh, it 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 got to the point to where when I when I was playing Call of Duty. Uh, I think it was Ghosts that has the squads feature where you actually make a squad and it's kind of like the um, is is kind of like the Black Ops thing where you can play with just just your squad of digital teammates and you can name them. 
And I started to name them after friends and I was like, nope, I can't see my friends die. Mm -hmm. So I named them I, I named them all after Ender's Game characters. You know what? The did we ever I think we did. What? Okay. Kojak. I know I talked about him on single simulcast. I don't know if we ever really just it's it's been a year like it's been a little bit more than a year now but still and I still see him that's 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 because I, I send out the shows like I share the shows with our um, with the group of supporters and friends we have on Facebook I and know. Kojak's name is on that list. And whenever I'm typing out the letter K, Kojak's name still pops up because you know, his, his family and, and friends saw fit to just keep his memories alive by leaving his profile open. And so every so often his name comes up and it's like, Hey man, what's going on? I really want to keep sending him the show. But I don't want to disrespect his memory, but I think that that'll be respecting his memory by still sending him the show because he was such a big part of it. Yeah, I I've, uh, I kind of feel the same about Jaybird. Like I want so, like there's times where I pick up my phone to send him a text message um, asking him about the show because he would send me text messages about Scarcasm all the time. Um and like I pick up my phone and then it's just like mm, he's not there. And then I get sad again. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to even try to put it on the same level as people who lose a significant other, like a spouse. But it it well, you know what? It might be because if people never get married, then their friends might be the closest people that they have, and it's just like I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, um Scar like y'all do your like is Scarcasm Live at this juncture, y'all don't really talk about video games on there, right? Like y'all used to like just do everything, but now it's you and no. Chase. <laughs> well we we mostly we talk about um the the we do talk about video games is more of a what you've been playing kind of show now. Um, you know, like how typical like gaming podcasts and um, like nerd podcasts in general, um, they have that section of the show where they talk about like what the media that they're consuming. They may say a little bit about like what's what's happened for them in the past week or whatever like that. That pretty much became Scarcasm. So we do we do talk about games. It just so happens that I don't really play a lot these days. Like shit, I haven't even downloaded Spider Man yet. I have access to it, but I haven't downloaded it yet. I have played a a, a decent amount of Two Point Hospital and it's great. I love it so much. Wait, playing what? Two Point Hospital? The heck is that? I played Theme Hospital back in the day. No. 
Oh. Yeah. It is a a hospital game? Yes, it is. uh, Theme Hospital was made by Bullfrog um, back in the day. And it's a, it's a, it's basically Sim Hospital. Um, And some of the guys from that, that were a part of that team, um, they founded another studio and they made like a modern version of Theme Hospital uh, filled with like, quirky um diseases and stuff like that and um it's great i I, you know i love theme hospital and i really really like two-point hospital it's a it's like the best refinement on that i mean of course it's like you know 20 or so years after but uh i really like it a lot does it like accurately depict the horrors of our healthcare system um no no the all of the diseases and stuff are made up. It's not it's not it's not that type of thing. Uh Theme Hos- the Hospital came out in ninety seven. And there there is there was a PlayStation the uh the PlayStation one version of that game, but I played it on PC. One of the most gripping games that I played that was like a hospital game, I guess, was um, Amateur Surgeon. <laughs> and it was just one of those ones where it was on the iPad or on, on the uh, DS, and you had to trace a line in order to uh, make the incisions, and then you had to like pull things out of people, like do actual surgery. See, I'd use like, the pliers and the clamps, whatever it may be, to hold stuff open. And if you did it wrong, like every time you did it wrong the person's health would drop, obviously, and then they would die and you get fired. And it was made by Adult Swim. And it was literally one of the most frantic games that I remember playing back then. I mean, it's just, it's just, it's just operation, right? Kind of, except when you got these big ham fingers and you can't really see the line that you're tracing. Yeah. That's the reason why I probably uh, would have never actually done that. I know there's a there's another one, um, the kind of a modern version of that, and it's like accurate uh, surgeon simulator. Oh, nice. they even got, they even got a VR version of surgeon simulator. I don't know if I could I can handle such things. Mm-mm-mm. So when you said accurate, I'm out because I am not accurate at all with those games at all. Period. I'm horrible. But the, the but let's see. Niggas I'm die. Looking, I'm, yeah the 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 VR version though is based off of doing surgery on Team Fortress Two characters, so it's not that bad. Oh okay, but it is because you're killing them. Oh. <laughs> and as you walk into the door, they're like, "No, no, not him. Anyone but him. No." And then you kill them. Yeah, like, do you have to go console the family afterward? Oh no! It's it's actually not it's actually not accurate. I thought it was, and it is not. I dodged turrets for years and die at the hands of you. One of my favorite (laughs) rap lines of all time was, um, "I never had to run from the Klux the Ku Klux Klan, and I shouldn't have to run from a black man." Self destruction. Mm -hmm. I'm like, you never ran from the Ku Klux Klan, Cool Mo D. And then I'm like, I can't prove it. But he grew up in New York. I just figured that there was no clan walking through New York City. There's Ku Klux Klan in New York City. In New York City. 
Yeah, I mean, like through with the hoods through Brooklyn. I bet they don't have the hoods, but that doesn't mean they're not there. I just feel like if the clan, there are certain places that the clan should, like, they should have a list of places we're not visiting. Okay, guys, come together. Come here. Here's the list of places that we will never be going to. I, you know what? I said the same thing about here. I figured that like stuff like the clan would be like further west uh, until Charlottesville happened. No, nah, y'all are close enough to clan land. Yeah, but I figured like, it's more west. Just like clan. Mm, I mean, the, that's where the the flag came from. Yeah, because y'all are y'all are where folks still consider y'all to be south. We are. Mm-hmm. See, I mean, Richmond was supposed to be the capital of the South. If they actually, if they actually, uh, no, it was actually supposed to be the. Actual oh no, no, capital. not the, not the that part isn't debate. I'm saying you being south, southern is debatable. See, sir, I'm somebody who's actually from the south. Just because you're from, just because you're from the deep south, don't mean that I can't be from, I'm from the south. The, I'm from the south. You from the? You from deep south? From He's calling Virginia. you light skinned south, Scar. You gonna take that? You ain't south enough. Well, uh, shit, that would be the first time someone ever called me light skinned. I'm I'm cool with that. Why, <laughs> bro? <laughs> Call back to last week. I know. Love yourself, man. I do love me now, except for in certain situations. Now, I know. I love me now. Yeah. I didn't always love me. And I'm proud but... of the growth. I am. You've been through a whole fucking lot. Yeah. And I am sincerely proud of you, bro. Yeah. I'm... Thank you. I'm proud of you, too. You've you've come a long way. Um, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> That's what it is. And I marginally like you, niggas. Nobody likes you, bro. <laughs> That's why you got married. I never met you before. And then you met them apart from all of us. So we couldn't say this nigga. And now we all like her because, you know, we like you because of her. I really like your fiance. I was just waiting for the horn. I'm not giving no, you horn for that. I'm I thought there, did, your did, we ever, did, we, did, did we ever say that on the show? Was it this show or was it single simulcast? In some place he said it. Let's be single simulcast because I don't think we ever said it on the dream team. He kind of talked around it. Yeah, no, I said it on single simulcast. Yeah. The jar has been broken <laughs> in the ways of the scale. I'm sorry, and that's all your fault, Scar. After you said something about the X-Clan, I fell into an X-Clan hole and realized them niggas were Hotep Light back in like 1989. <laughs> Bruh, I, you know what? I hadn't thought about them in quite some time until I made that painting that day. <laughs> I made the painting with, uh, with the red, the black, and the green. Um, with, with the key. And, and, and that's what I, that's when I, when I posted it, when I posted the picture of the painting, I only, I only said with a key and you filled in the rest. <laughs> <laughs> they are so hoteppy. Very um, much so. With the Anuit jar, and I'm like, I don't know what the fuck any of this means. It's, but the beat is it's, great. Is the is is the um Who are we is talking the about? Is, is the fat guy is the fat guy still alive? I know the the other one. Um, he passed away. He had meningitis or something like that. The X Clan, Jay. Uh, the group 
from like I don't even know where they came from, but I know one of them was a uh I think a Black Panther son. I have no idea who this any of these people are. This is all like completely foreign. It's completely. 80s music. They made Oh, okay. So yeah, I, I was like 7. Yeah, I was like 8, 9 and 10. They they were from, from Brooklyn, New York. Wait, yeah, I just looked at them. You up. were 8, 9 or 10. Yeah, when they came so, out. Like like 4 years older than me though. Cuz they came out in 1990. So I was 10 when they came out. Oh, okay. I, was... I didn't know if they came out in 88, 89, or 90. 8, 9, or 10. Okay. Yeah, I, I too young to catch that. Yeah. I, I you know, <clears throat> I notoriously um, went in to buy the Wu-Tang Clan album, and I ended up with the X-Clan album, or the tape. Um, by accident because I didn't, you know, someone was telling me to buy the Wu Wu Tang album, and I'm just like Wu Tang Clan, like I don't really know Wu Tang Clan, and I walked in and I bought the X Clan album, and I got all the side eyes like you bought the wrong thing because of course my friends sent me to buy it so that they can all ca- catch a dub off of it, and yeah. Okay, so everybody's dead except for Paradise the Architect. Wait, what? Wait, how many people are in the group? Three. Oh. Yeah, uh, Professor X, Sugar Shaft, and Paradise the Architect. How did did, did this say, like, how they died? Uh, Sugar Shaft died of AIDS. Uh Um, Brother J, or Professor X, let's see. I think think that's the one that got meningitis, right? No. Was it? Yes. Spinal. Meningitis. Yeah. yeah. How do you get meningitis? Mm. But just looking at this, I realized like half of their songs is nothing but shouting out their friends. And it just sounded like Hotep shit because everything else was Hotep shit. So they say something Hotep and they shout out their friend Queen Mother Rage. And I was like, okay, that sounds like something secretly Hotepy. Yeah, I mean it was very Afrocentric. Yes, but it was it was in that time where everybody was trying to be more Afrocentric. It was them, the Jungle Brothers. Um, Arrested Development. Yeah. No. No. That was later. That, that was, was later. later. Well, that's Much the one later. I remember. But none of them worked together. Wait, I thought Arrested Development was like ninety one. No, Arrested Development was like ninety three. Maybe. Um, okay. And I think the reason why you heard them so quick was because they did that song called Tennessee. Out in, uh, that was like completely Southern. Where they talked about eating watermelons and throwing horseshoes and shit. No, I... I, I gave my horseshoes! I think I remember them just because my sister was into them. I really enjoyed their first album and then they came out with the second one and tried to be hard and it was like, wait, why? Oh, this- uh, the dude, the front man for that uh, speech is still making music. No, he's not. He's just performing. <laughs> I'm saying, uh, and I'm not saying that like to 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 uh, contradict what you're saying. I'm just saying he he doesn't make music. He just he he thinks he's making music, but it's not. That nigga should be ashamed of himself. Uh, he's still making songs. Yeah, they came out in '88. So, yep, and it oh. came out in '92. Uh, Tennessee. Three month, three years, five months, and two days in the life of, and it was a number one album. And then right after yeah. that, Gangsta Rap came out. 
Yeah, no, they, just they had other stuff. Took a shit on everything they were about. No, their following thing was a, a album that I've never even I've heard of, but never had a desire to see. Called Zinga Lamaduni. I, I never saw a nigga walk into Sam Goody and be like, hey, y'all got that new, uh, that new, new Arrested Development, Zynga Lamadouni? But I mean, that's just like, Who the Blowfish had that uh, amazing first album and then horrible second album. I think everybody with an amazing first album has an um, okay to horrible second album. And it's just like I was saying about Sidney Solace, it's just kind of hard to go back to that well and hit that same spot again. Well, Buster Rhymes already said it. He was There's like, only your five first... days left. Oh, yeah. He said your first album is always great because you had your whole life to prepare for it. Oh, that's true. And and then you have and then you have to take, you know, the success of your first album and turn that around in a year or two. Baba Oje, the spiritual elder of Arrested Development, uh, left in 1996, but came back in 2000 because he ain't got shit else to do. Also, Scar, not only did Buster Rhymes say that, but you said that yourself on this very show before. Okay. I, c- I couldn't remember. I say a lot. Are you the ombudsman now, Jay? Yeah, look at me. Look at me. I'm the ombudsman now. <laughs> uh, it landed. Job. That's right. I'm the hardest working nigga in show business. Razadon left the group Taking after everybody's the- job. I'm a horseshoes. A game of horseshoes. horseshoes. <laughs> That's stupid ass song. Like, like you can't, you can't say, you can't just say a game of horseshoes. Like, you just you have can't. to say a game of horseshoes. Yeah, exactly. Now I see the importance of history. I like that first album. I liked it a lot. I still have like four or five tracks from Arrested Development on my on Spotify right now. Dawn of the Dreads, Natural. Mr. Wendell. I love Mr. Wendell. Mr. Wendell is the shit, bro. Wash away. No, I feel bad for Mr. Wendell. Because Mr. Wendell, uh, Mr. Wendell, he's literally buying his knowledge. He gives me some knowledge, I buy him some shoes. That's that's how school works. Yeah. Oh, and then Ordinary People. Oh, yeah, I love that one, too. Yeah. So, like, five of their tracks, well, six if you count Mr. Wendell, are just mainstays for me on that first album. It was, it was only, like, what, a nine-track album, too, right? Mm-hmm. Or ten. Nine or ten out songs on the album. It was a dope, dope album. And Moms was like, this is what I want y'all to pick up. Because, again, being in California, where N.W.A. and and, and all of them are coming yeah. out the gate, Moms are going to be like, yeah, let's attach to this right here where they're talking about history and all that kind of stuff. And then later, when Will Smith came like back, everyone was like, "Oh, get that for your kids!" Yeah, he was so doing, Will like, Smith clean rap. Seriously, Will Smith, Arrested Development. Let me see. What was my life growing up? Will Smith, the 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 most I'm, controversial I'm album that I had was College Boys. I'm sorry, they put out a greatest hits album in 2001. Everyone Who? puts out the greatest hits album. Montel Jordan put one out. <laughs> he actually had some hits though. So did yet, yet two though. It was it an album or an EP, <laughs> right? Yeah, <laughs> he had three. Let's get it on tonight. Something for Still the homies. This an how we EP. Do it. 
even if you put like four remixes of each song, like, are you satisfied with that album, sir? Are you satisfied with my service? No. <laughs> no, Montel. This is not how we do it, Montel. We do not give us three songs with remixes. Oh man. But he's I, all about that he's all about that church life now. He is. Um uh, uh, um I uh I occasionally when I get to listen to podcasts, I listen to um uh what's his name? You, Yo and TV raps. Um Ed Lover. Ed Lover's podcast. Him and, uh, Montel Jordan and his wife were on the, the podcast. Are long and they take a lot of involvement from the audience. Or I'm sleepy. <laughs> Still? I I listened to a bit, a very small piece of um, what's the nigga's name from Brand Nubian? Uh, I don't know. Jamar, Lord Jamar, Lord, Lord Jamar. Oh, Lord Jamar uh, he has is a podcast with Rod Digger. Oh no! Yeah, I listened to a very, very small part of it. Uh, oh no! A couple days ago, because he's he like super conspiracy. Finally came back to him. How Eminem finally said something about him on his latest album. Oh no! That sounds like a terrible fucking idea. Yeah, I wouldn't mind like, hearing more from Rodiga, but Lord Jamar talked over her while still loving on her. Like you can tell <laughs> that they have a good friendship, but at the same time, she was like, "Look, you gonna let me talk, nigga?" Because mm-hmm. Lord Jamar always strikes me as somebody who doesn't really like women. Really? Him? Correct. No. I'm, I'm being facetious. Oh, I know. I know. That's oh, okay. That's, 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 Hooray! I was hoping that it translated over the mic. But yeah, so my mom made sure that we got Arrested Development because right around that same time, <laughs> Dr. Grace <laughs> the Chronic was like the big yeah. album. <laughs> Make the heads ring, ring, ding. No, none of that. that no Friday. heads ringing. Yeah, that, that was Friday. That oh, was the bad. Chronic. Good call, good call. My fault. No worries. Uh, one and a two and a three and a four three and two yes that one and my mom was like nope come get this arrested development (laughs) dr dre is not at your door it's speech and his friends (laughs) it's speech and his plucky friends wearing the weird clothing from africa it's speech and friends what part of africa mom i don't know just africa yeah what did everybody in that band do like real talk what did everybody in that band do yeah, like the old guy. The old guy. <laughs> did he ever say anything? That's like they would have him on stage. Came back. They would have him on stage. He would like. He would there. hop around the stage, and then he broke a hip. He stand there, look at everybody, make them all uncomfortable for enjoying the music. <laughs> and then it was the, the the game of horseshoes lady that she only just really talked. Like, did she do anything else? No, nah, she did some background vocals and singing because they had hooks and shit. And, like, some of the people actually played instruments, from what I understand. But it was, like, 14 niggas in that band, and, like, it wasn't 14 niggas. I know that the only people that I know of that did something was him, was Speech, and then Dion Ferris, who did Hopeless on the um, Love Jones soundtrack, which is still one of my favorite movie soundtracks of all time. Also, that's a damn good song. Mm Mm-hmm. Hopeless Like like a Penny with a Hole in It, that was her. Ah. Like you know what you know how good that song is. That song's so good, I kind of fucking hate to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's so good that like it's like God, I don't want to fucking hear this song. Like it's because it, every time like it, it it got played to death, but because you know it's fucking amazing. But mm-hmm. then after a while, it's got to, I was like, 
Like, the song is so goddamn good and depressing. I don't fucking want to hear it right now. Like, I need to be in a space with hot chocolate and time. It has to, to be raining outside. You got hot chocolate and just a right. blanket <laughs> and your significant other's right next to you. While she's just one giant marshmallow. Like a penny with a hole in it. <laughs> and that I really did. I had never heard that phrase before, that song. But it oh, made yeah. so much sense. Yeah, I need assurances that my life doesn't suck before I listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> Love Jones was such a great, great album. Mm. Movie, maybe not so much. Yeah, yeah. Disappointing movie. Amazing album. They were like, we're going to get all the talent on this album. We're going to get some talent that's going to be really good in about 20 years in the movie. <laughs> And they really did that. I mean, it was Nia Long and 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 O Dog, both of them amazing. Now, yeah, and um, O Dog is O Dog is in power. Nigga, he's a he's a politician. Nigga, why do you want me to love that show? I didn't say anything about you loving the show. I just said he's in power. He was in Girls Trip as well. Yeah, I liked him in Girls Trip. Yeah. So yeah, we also talked about Cat Williams. Uh, Cat Williams was talking bad about um, everybody. Like he let everybody have it in that one. What's that one uh, radio host? Yes, that was at the end of the conversation. But like when he started letting everybody have it, um, that was that was towards the beginning of the conversation. Yo, first of all, the radio hosts. I didn't see the context, so all I saw was him roasting her. I didn't hear the context. Is there? I would like to hear the rest of the context. Who else did he talk about? Uh, uh, he Kevin Hart. About, yeah. Oh, let's talk. Um, let's, let's hear. Kevin Hart. What's the young lady's name from um, Girl Strip? Tiffany Haddish. Tip, Tiffany Haddish. Mm-hmm. Wait, he talked uh, shit about Tiffany? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, big time. Yes. Anybody have a clip of this? I want to hear it now. I have a clip. Um, are we, we going to play it for the show, or are we... Do I do I need to listen to this on my own time? Well, how are we doing this? For the show, hold on. Whoop, whoop. Uh, yeah, he yeah he pretty much lets them have it at the beginning of the conversation. And the the fucked up part about it is, I watched the whole twenty minute um, interview, and the whole thing was supposed to be about Red Grant because he was doing a show, and it just completely went to Cat Williams. To Cat Williams? Is that what you just said? It went to Cat Williams. Yeah, yeah like, no, Red it, Grant was on the show. He was on the radio show, and they never even they the the dude because it was Frank and Wanda in the morning, and Frank right. kept trying to say, "Let's talk to Red. Let's talk to Red." And and Cat was like, "Nah." Okay. Yeah. No. Let's let's get let's get a little taste of this. Uh, right. <laughs> now I'm groaning because uh, Cat Williams. Everybody, Cat Williams. Hold on. Oh, I'll wait. Well, talk amongst yourselves while you wait. Listen to Hopeless or something. And that's why I was hopeless, hopeless, hopeless. Oh, like a penny with the. Okay. There we go. Oh, wait, I was... <laughs> 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 now, 
Nation V103, the ATL's number one for hip-hop and R&B. Red Grant is in the studio yes. performing live oh. with you this weekend. That's who Red Grant is. I didn't even hear him. <laughs> That's why he was like, oh, I don't talk to Red Grant. He's like, well, let's blah, 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 blah. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm, I only know him from, like, Comic View. Oh, shit, my bad. Yeah. He's funny. Right. I, I'm definitely doing tonight, and I'm definitely doing tomorrow with yeah. Wanda. And, and Sunday. Sunday. And Sunday. And Sunday. Yeah. So 50 no, million shows. No. And the last it, time you were here, it sold out. Hey, Crazy. It's been a blessing. It's definitely been a blessing. Now, you talked about you got a special coming up. I'm working on a special right now. You know what I'm saying? I'm working with my brother, and, and, and we're just trying to make it better. I'm trying to put out mm -hmm. the best product that I can put out right nice. now. Well, can't nobody nice. do a special like him? I know. <laughs> no. Well, I'm going to say like this. You know, I've been working a long time, and this, this grow-up situation, mm -hmm. I just want... I don't even know if I want to grow up yet. You feel me? I've been right. trying to, you know, trying to grow up, but it's it's hard. It's hard, right? And we still having fun. I mean, what comedy is, it, is about what is having it, fun. What does it take to make? See, that's why they don't talk to Red much because that shit's boring. Yeah, he's well. He's not a very great interview. He sounds like he's high too. He probably is. I mean, why would he not be? Being interviewed is boring. So then they go to the Cat Williams. The comedian guys. don't think everybody can't wait for their next special. Mm. Mm. <laughs> who, who don't think they got something to say? The fact of the matter is what makes a great comedy special is if 100 people talk at the same time that you're talking, are you saying something different than them people are saying? No. Mm. Because if you are, then you deserve a special. And if you don't, you're going to find out you're not special. Mm -hmm. Because they're going to let you do your special, Gerard Carmichael, but nobody's going to watch it. Mm. Not there. They're going to let you be a star, Lil Rel, but you're ugly. <laughs> and white people don't believe in ugly stars. They think you have to be somebody that women want to sleep with and men want to be. But because we black, they say, oh, you don't even deserve that. So you get Kevin Hart, Lil Rel, Gerard Carmichael, all in a row, Hannibal Burris, just dudes that no woman would talk to in Lenox Mall, something. let alone you making a movie stars. Why? Because you know ain't nobody going to sleep with him. You only got Tiffany Haddish. She's been doing comedy since she was 16. You can't tell me your favorite Tiffany Haddish joke. Why? Because she ain't done a tour yet. Mm -hmm. She ain't done a special. She has not proven the ability to tell jokes back to back for an hour to nobody. And they are already ready to down Monique and up somebody mm. who has showed them Girls Trip. Did you think she wrote Girls Trip goofball? Right. Or do you think that was already a million show? I just want to pop in real quick. Because um, this is something I just noticed. Uh, I didn't notice it when I was doing when I was listening to this on single simulcast. But Wanda is co-signing everything he's saying with a mm-hmm and right yeah. and all that kind of stuff. And he still turns around and lacerates her. And like he let, more he minutes. let. Well, no, she started with him. She started, she started it, but he went way out of line. Yes. He went way out of line, like talking about weight and all that kind of stuff. And I know that comedians can be like really, really, really horrible people. Let's be uh, honest. We uh, might say they, 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 they have a different well of humor, but they could be really horrible people. And then, well, and, yeah. then after, and then after the show, she posted on her Instagram, uh, you know, because I've been watching this. Um, she posted on her Instagram a picture of Tiffany Haddish with Oprah just saying, beautiful. Like, no, you didn't you didn't stick up for her. You weren't supporting her. Exactly. <clears throat> well, I, I'll say this. I think some of it may have been as it was happening, maybe 
I don't because I never heard her say right. I heard it been like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. kind of like she's listening. So those those are things that people do just as like okay to signal they're listening, not to necessarily signal their agreement, but like to allow that other person to continue speaking so that they I, and you're cueing to them that that they're allowed to continue speaking. Hmm. So like I don't I don't know if she I didn't <laughs> I didn't hear her say right as much as her just like cueing they're like uh huh uh huh like she's listening. So. Yeah, she didn't speak up, but I don't know if she was complicit for real, for real. FRFR. I think she was I think she was complicit until he let in her. Yeah. I mean, maybe. That's that's a possibility too. I mean, everybody's okay till they get shot. As long as I'm not getting shot at, then you're just, you know, in my car. But as soon as you turn to me with the gun, it's like, what the fuck are you doing, man? I was I was with you. Right. I don't, and I don't see him. So here's the thing that that kills me. I guess like I feel like he, he's taking shots at like so he's taking shots at Gerard Carmichael, um, which I think is kind of hilarious to me. Uh, but he also takes shots at like Little Rel, and, and then he talks about Tiffany Haddish and Kevin Hart. All these are people who are who have had relative success and have had an opportunity to make projects come no. to fruition. No, 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 no. People who he, he skipped have the movies no. out. Rashawn yeah. skipped over the part where he is bigging up himself for his own comedy specials, and he talks about how many more he has than than um, Dave Chappelle, how many more he has than Richard Pryor, and all of this. Like he says all of this before he says before he says this part, he's talking about himself and talking about how um, all of his stuff is independently done and he owns all of them. That's the reason why it's not promoted because he owns 100% of all of his, like he's like really going into all of that right, shit. But these, these are all people who are currently getting projects and who are working right now that he's taking shots at. Little Rail was on the Uncle Drew project. And he's uh, got his own uh, television show, I think, coming his, out. Yes, he has his own show right now. His own showtime? was on Tag and then he's got his own comedy uh, tours that are going like nationwide and still doing the Eric Andre show. Yes. Um, and then, Haddish, and then, as you already know, is doing the night school project. She's got with Kevin girls, Hart. She's got girls trip that just popped off. She's got, okay. Maybe she doesn't have a tour, but I've she just her dropped jokes. special. I've, I've heard her jokes on, um, Kevin Hart's comedy network on Sirius. Like before girls trip even came out. So what's, I, what's your favorite Tiffany Haddish joke? If you want to prove him wrong, what's your favorite joke? Exactly. I'll say this. <laughs> so she has. So here's here's my my question. I guess is this, and, and really, she does have a a special. I have watched that special. I know it exists. I think his his argument, I guess, in this case is Tiffany Haddish hasn't put in the work. I guess in his feelings, but. I feel like she, I feel like the the things that people like about Tiffany Haddish are the things that stand up comedians often work with. So stand up comedy is not all jokes because if it were, people could just would just walk up with like a pen and a, a sheet of paper and just read off like funny turns of phrases and and would be famous for that shit. Like a lot of comedians are not good at writing jokes they're just fun yeah they're just fun i I would even leave it at fun and i think he's taking shots at tiffany haddish 
because she is fun and funny. And I, I think she actually can write jokes. And just because she hasn't like built the repertoire that like Kevin Hart has or Chris Rock has or Dave Chappelle has doesn't mean that she hasn't she's not funny and that she hasn't earned her right. I don't think she skipped line as much as it is just she got a break quicker than than most do. I think and, that and, and then, I, I think ahead. that it may be a situation also where his not only is his elevator kind of going down while hers is going up because he had the whole run with Friday and next Friday and movies and that sort of in that sort of time span and whatnot. He just but, won an Emmy for Atlanta. Yeah, but before he won that Emmy, nobody was checking for him. Yeah, we were just checking in on all of the dumb shit that he was doing. Right, I feel like Cat, and Cat get his ass whipped by Cat a teenager. And yeah, I Cat think that, did himself in. I think that it's also important to think that maybe he sees Tiffany Haddish going up the elevator in a style that he thinks may be a little bit attributed, like could be attributed back to him. Like she's boisterous, she's fun, she's funny, she's un. She's unencumbered. She's uncensored. And I think that he may think inside of himself, which, like you said, Scar, the first part was him bigging himself up. I think he sees like, oh, she's got my style and people have forgotten about me. That's my optic. And he goes he goes further into her after that the clip that you played. Well, that that's my optic because there's always been personas of that nature that come comedians of work. There was Red Fox who worked that style and who was the boisterous, loud, like nasty kind of dirty comedian and, and there's always been that kind of style in comedy as long as it's been stand-up comedians so mm-hmm. like I, that's just him being short-sighted and believing that his fucking juice is is better than anyone else's and that's just not the case very true doesn't change anything but very true if he's already in this mindset of i'm the it's all about me it's going to be like, why do y'all like her when I've been doing the same thing? Yeah, it's, it's his the the whole interview reeks of bitch on me. Well, I feel like that and. And I'm the one he, he's and he's refusing to even acknowledge the fact that one, other people are also funny. And two, his own personal life choices and his problems with, with with the law are really the reasons why he doesn't get opportunities to make shit because he's not reliable. Yes, and then he and then he says the thing uh, about them going to Tiffany Haddish over Monique, but then he takes a shot at Monique where he says that when they uh well, when they actually, made, let's when just they, play it it's after yeah. this right let's just play it i, I mean fellas it's it's a long conversation and yeah. okay um, we're running short on time like we're already over the time but when it's all said and done i think that and and it was actually it wasn't me who really pointed this out it was shante Cat Williams said a few things about the the guys who were in comedy, but for the ladies who were in comedy, he went so like over the top hard that it made it really seem like this dude still does not like women at all. And that he looks at women as his soul, like not even competition. It's just like, how dare you even step into this realm? And he said 
Monique still doesn't have a doesn't have a deal, but that's really just trying to divide the folks who are still supporting Monique. Like if you support Monique, you can't support Tiffany Haddish. That that's what he was trying to do with that. I think the argument can be made that maybe Cat Williams doesn't like anyone other than himself. Yeah. Yes, because he completely took over Ray Grant's interview. Yes. And and I think he's <laughs> I think women I think he he probably targets women a little bit more vehemently because uh, you know he feels as if they're more vulnerable or less likely to to say anything back or for anyone to even listen to them. Like they just seem to be more to him maybe to be lesser targets. I don't know. But yeah, I, I think it's fair to say that he really doesn't give a fuck about anybody but himself. True. 